rather horrendous designs and mechanizations of our federal government structure that I feel directly imperiled not to tell anybody about, so that's why I'm here telling you. In doing so, I'm breaking my security oaths. I am also guilty of breaking major federal law. How how long I'll be able to do this, anybody's guess. However, I would like to mention this talk is going to be broken up into four main topics. And, uh, each of these topics will have some bearing on what you people are involved in, you patriot people, or even some of you people that aren't patriots that may be leaning in that way or considering it. I want you to know these United States are a beautiful place. I've traveled in over 70 countries, and I cannot remember any country that has the beauty as well as the magnificence of its people like these United States. Um, give you an overview of basically what I am. Uh, I started off with engineering school, which half of my schooling was in the field. I built up a reputation for being a geological engineer as well as a structural engineer with, with both military and aerospace applications. I have helped build two main concern bases within these United States that have some significance as far as what is it called the New World Order. Number one, it's Delphi, New Mexico. I was involved in 1979 in a horrendous firefight with alien human type, whatever you want to call them. And uh, I was one of the survivors. I'm probably the only talking survivor you'll ever hear. Two other survivors are under close guard somewhere in these United States. One is not in very good shape. He's been living in uh, Canada. So I'm about the only one around that knows the firefight, that knows all the detailed files of the entire operation. 66 Secret Service agents, FBI, and the like, Black Berets died in that firefight. I was there. Number one, part of what I'm going to tell you is going to be very shocking. Part of what I'm going to tell you is probably going to be very unbelievable. So, if instead of putting on your glasses, I'll ask you to put your spectacles on rather than your spectacles. But please feel free to do your own homework. I know the Freedom of Information Act isn't much to go on, but unfortunately it's basically the best of God. Uh, your local law library and your nearest law university is a good place to look for congressional records. So if one continues to do their homework, uh, one can be standing vigilant in regards to their country. I love the country that I'm living in more than I love my life, but I would not be standing before you right now risking my life by telling you these things if I didn't believe it so. The first part of this talk is going to concern deep underground military bases and the black budget. We first start by emphasizing the black budget. The black budget is a secretive group, basically a secret budget. It 
garners one quarter of the gross national product, the entire gross national product of these United States. Present, the gross national product is around five trillion dollars. One quarter of that is about one one and a quarter trillion dollars per year. Uh, at least 1.023 trillion, and I say at least, is used in black budget programs like deep underground military bases. Presently, there are 129 deep underground military bases in these United States. Is this our? No, this one doesn't work. Anyway, these 129 bases, they've been building them day and night unceasingly for since the 40s. Some of them were built in the bases composed comprise these bases comprise basically of large cities underground. They're connected by high-speed monorail magneto-leviton trains that can go up to Mach 2. Uh, books have been written, uh, several books recently have been written about this activity, all of which is verifiable to bibliography. Uh, I think Al Bailey will, uh, Al Bailey has my only copy. Uh, of, uh, is Al Bailey here, by the way? Now, really? Yes, please do. Richard Souder's book, he's a PhD architect, and he's written, he alone also is uh, risking his life by talking about this. He worked uh, with a number of government agencies on deep underground military base. Okay, there are 129 of these in the United States. In around where you live, in Idaho, there are 11 of them, it's a very large number. The average depth of each base is roughly a mile deep. They are basic whole cities hollowed out underground. They are somewhere between two and two-thirds cubic miles and four, four and a quarter cubic miles hollowed out underground. You might have time to stop. Well, right now they have laser drilling machines that can drill a tunnel seven miles around the day. Obviously, we have the project as we know them, sidestep Congress, which is really Right now, the New World Order is depending upon these bases. And as I've noticed, the New World Order involves only a heavy thing to do with them. I would like to rather extensively. Now, basically, they, the technology as we know it for every calendar year that goes by, every 12 month calendar year, the military technology increases about 44 and a half years. This is why it's easy to understand that back in 1943 they were able to create a through vacuum tube technology, uh, 
So, uh, anyway, this particular base originally is housed up to 117 live aliens, all critters or whatever you want to call them. Uh, right now, it's not housing much of anything. Most of the stealth hardware has been has been removed and moved it over to Kirtland Air Force Base. First of all, I want to tell you about aliens and the alien agenda. Back in 1954, under the Eisenhower administration, the federal government decided to circumvent the Constitution of the United States and form a treaty outside of the borders of the United States within the borders of the United States, basically, uh, a treaty from entities outside of the borders of the United States and it was supposed to be secret. It was called the Greta 1954 Treaty of Treaty, G-R-E-A-T-A, Greta, Greta 1954 Treaty. That basically said that the aliens could take a few cows and, and, and test their, uh, test their, uh, uh, implanting techniques on a few human beings, but they had to give detailed lists of the people involved, et cetera, et cetera. Slowly but surely, the outer space aliens slowly uh, altered the bargain until they decided they wouldn't go by it at all. And back in 1979, this is the reality. The firefight occurred kind of quite by the accident. I was involved in building an addition to the Deep Underground Military Base in Del Fay, New Mexico, which, by the way, is a, probably the United States deepest base. It goes down several miles over two and a half miles deep. And, but, at that particular time, we had drilled four distinct holes in the desert ground, and we were going to link them together with shape charge explosives, and then we were going to basically blow out large sections at a time. Well, my job at that time was to go down in these holes, gather rock samples, uh, check them for their particularity, the particle count, uh, the detailed account of uh, what kind of chemical explosive or plastic explosive to use, and we'll go from there. Um, as I was headed down there, uh, to my total surprise, uh, we found ourselves amidst a, a large cavern uh, that was already uh, full of uh, outer space aliens. Otherwise known as large graves. I was petrified, as most people might be. Uh, the only thing I could think of doing at the time was shooting them. I killed two of them, but by the time I could reload, uh, and required them to have a Walter PPK pistol. As an engineer, so I didn't feel I had to carry a gun on the ground. I always carried this particular one, so I just swallowed them. But, uh, anyway, I uh, killed a couple of these things, and uh, at that time there was several other groups of people down there, it's about 30 people all total, and 30, uh, almost 40 more came down there, and they all got killed. Um, basically what had occurred was that we surprised a whole Inter, under under mountain base of existing aliens, and later I was to find out 
we are not the highest on the food chain. These animals have probably been living on our planet for their different fruit scalings anyway, short and the tall grades at least for many years. Okay. And uh, uh, this could explain a lot of the theory behind the ancient theory of uh, ancient astronauts and these other kinds of things like that. Might also explain the blood piercing as different types of native populaces on the Aztecs, etc., etc., old maximum. Anyway, I got shot basically here, and, uh, you know, uh, their kind of weapon wasn't really a gun like thing, it was kind of like a box that they had on their body that they could manipulate, and uh, it burned a hole in me and split my ribs apart kind of boring and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, it uh, also gave me a high dose of uh, rather nasty cobalt radiation. And uh, I later had cancer to this day. It's probably a result of although I can't prove it. Okay, the second part of my talk is topic number two. Uh, and it includes uh, basically how this all occurred. How could we have possibly gotten involved? Well, we finished with working with, uh, we basically were beaten down by World War II, and uh, I guess uh, uh, we were figured to be rather vulnerable as a populace in the world, which was worth the time. And uh, I'm sure this is probably why we at our weakest point later found out to, uh, to uh, uh, be vulnerable indeed, and so we were basically attacked. Of course, I think some of us, how many People here are familiar with the crash of the Aztec in Mexico. They're actually in 1947, sometime in July of 1947, there was a large crash of a flying saucer. Uh, I believe it had uh, seven or eight alien critters or aliens in One survived, and I believe. I don't know the whole story about the whole thing. And one of the artifacts I have here on the table was when I was a young child, I was about 14 times. Um, I had a friend of my father, was, uh, Sir Johnny Rollins, who uh, had a version of one of his And uh, he gave me, I asked him if I had a piece of metal in this crash disc, and my father protested violently. And, uh, but anyway, you know, Johnny Long said, sure, I can give you a little piece. And, you know, he gave me a little piece of adamant in my collection ever since. That was kind of like a small start of the collection. But uh, other than that, uh, that you know, I it really wasn't my bag until uh, I started working Area 51. That's just an Dallas Air Force Base uh, north of uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. During, in that, going back to 1979, the firefight took me about two and a half years to recuperate. And now that I can go back to work, but I did, I survived and went back to it. From Washington, it's an EGMT, back to all the page and page and other construction outfits. Anyway, uh, at Area 51, they were testing all kinds of very peculiar spacecraft. I think you're also, how many people here, for instance, are familiar with Bob Lazar's story? Good. 
Now, I hate to say this, folks, but our present structure of government is not democracy at all. It's technocracy. And, it, and it's a form of feudalism. It has nothing to do with the republic. To the republic for which it stands, one nation under God. These people are godless. They wrote it out. They legislated out uh, prayer in public schools. First of all, the public schools is one of the disgrace, but here they voted out prayer. It used to be before you started class in grade school, you'd have a little prayer. That's kind of a neat thing. Well, now you can't do that. It's against the law. If you do that, by the way, you can get fined up to $100,000 and you get two and a half years in prison. Now, somewhere down the line, I don't believe this is very prudent. I believe that we, we deserve better. We can do better. I also believe that, that our federal government now is running the gamut of enslaving the freedom-loving people of these United States. I'm, I love these United States more than my life. So I'm talking about this to many people as I can find. I'm not a very good speaker, but I can tell you. I don't keep shooting my mouth off until I can feel somebody puts a bullet in them because I'll tell you, it's worth it to talk to a group like this or any other group of watching atrocities or federal government structure. Now, that's only one problem. There are other problems. How about the deep underground military bases I've been talking about? I'm going to show you a number of, uh, of uh, things that I've collected here. That's a kind of statistics on this bear with me here. Drop the mic here. <laughs> we have stealth black here. Uh, here are the different codenames for it. We have 29 prototypes, different prototypes. Present. Cost to buy in is roughly somewhere around 1.6 trillion. I did this to this compilation in 1993. Budget, budget from U.S. Congress five-year plans that we're told about is 247.6 million. Can buy the spare parts of, of all the black helicopters and the, and the F-117As and the B-1, the B-2 bomber, and, and all the other 20, 24 or 25 prototypes. Couldn't even get the nuts and bolts for that. Well, we've been lied to, folks, and I know we can do better. Black budget learners. This figure roughly one and a third trillion dollars every two years. Trillion. I'm not talking billion, folks. Trillion. You don't know what a trillion is. It's a thousand billion. It's a big number. If you were to regard that as dollar bills, it would be 11 tons of dollar bills. That's how big a trillion is. Okay. Black budget literally means hidden budget. The U.S. Congress never sees the book. This clandestine pot of gold. Contractors of stealth, and I've listed quite a few here. UGNG, Westinghouse, McDonnell Douglas, Morrison Commission, Wagonhood Security Systems, Boeing Aerospace, Lorimar Aerospace, Aerospecial of France, Mitsubishi of Japan, also Mitsubishi Heavy Electric Industries, Ryder Trucks, Bechtel, IG Farben, that's a chemical company, plus a host of hundreds more. Is this what we're supposed to be living up to as freedom-loving people of these United States? I don't believe so. 
Still, 58% of the U.S. military budget is directly or indirectly affected by the black budget. Star Wars, otherwise uh, nicknamed Star Wars, strategic defense initiative, relies heavily on stealth weaponry. By the way, none of this would have been available without us taking the part with a scientist's phone crashed flying saucers that either we downed or they crashed themselves into our deserts. None. All these materials on the table, some of which are formed by our space, the space shuttle, by the way, you might ask, what's it shuttling? Well, it's shuttling large uh, ingots of, uh, of metal that are used that are specially milled down. First of all, they're milled in, in the confines of outer space. Most of these metals cannot be produced on the planet. They, have, they need a near vacuum of outer space for their production. That's what we're showing. We're not even, you know, folks, we're not even getting, we're not even getting any assemblance of what I call cabling. We're not being told anything close to the truth. I believe our government officials have sold us down the drain, lock, stock, and barrel. And by the way, up until several weeks ago, I was employed in the United States government with a Rhinolite 38 clearance factor, one of the highest in the world, excuse me, questions later. I can't hear you. Okay. Can't hear me? Anyway, this microphone is, I'm a tall person, this microphone doesn't get up any further and it's kind of hurting me. Anyway, another thing about strategic defense initiatives, I believe it's there to prevent alien attack on planet Earth. It has nothing to do with the Cold War. As we've seen, the Cold War was a total farce. And it was only a toy, an implement toy, to garner billions and trillions of dollars from good-loving, tax-paying citizens like I am and you are, uh, for what? I don't mind a, a defense initiative against uh, attack from it as it be from a real threat. But I sure hate to be lied to about there being this kind of communism and that kind of communism. And the one we all find out, the whole thing has been planned lock, stock, and barrel for the last 75 years by an intergovernmental group. I guess uh, then we kind of know which side the bread is buttered on. Anyway, here's another piece of information for you folks. The DEA, ATF, Drug Enforcement Agency, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, these agencies rely upon stealth tactical weaponry for as much as 40% of its operations and budget. This is, remember this is in 1993. The figures have gone up considerably since. The United Nations used American stealth aircraft for over 28% of its collected worldwide operations from 1990 to 1992, and that's taken for the Center for Strategic Studies and the United Nations Report 392. Secrets 
number one, which is the most disturbing of all. The MJTF, and that, by the way, that stands for the Military Joint Tactical Force, otherwise known as the Black Berets. Some people call them the Delta Force, and there are other names for it. It's a multinational tactical air, excuse me, a multinational tactical force primarily used to guard the various stealth aircraft worldwide. And by the way, see a picture over here on the table, you might come all, all there and look at it. Uh, yeah, after the talk you might do there during the break. Uh, you'll find out a nice picture of it there. There was 172 of them built. Ten of them crashed or were crippled. Um, something went wrong with them. So, uh, roughly 162 or three, I can't remember at last count. We gave them away, we, I say, we, the federal government gave them away, Bill Clinton signed them away uh, about six weeks ago to the United Nations. Is this what we are paying our hard-earned tax money to do, folks? No, I don't believe so, and I know we can do better. And I actually believe, I'm not advocating the overthrow of any government, I don't believe in such, for the, second, for the main reason, the number one, it always kills the wrong folks. But I believe if I have the chance to tell people about these atrocities, I think that there will be some serious letter writing, if not letter writing, some serious uh, conscientious voting done in the very near future on various elected government officials, if not the whole category of elected government officials. Case in point I might want to mention is uh, our local, please ask the questions later if you want. Our local government officials have also kind of labeled us a bunch of rubes and morons, and I think I think we can expect a lot better than that. Starting off with the World Trade Center bombing, I was hired not too long ago to do a report. First of all, I know about the 90-some-odd varieties of chemical explosives. First of all, I looked at the pictures that were actually taken right after the blast and the concrete was puddled and melted. The steel and the rebar inside the cement was literally extruded up to six feet longer than its length. And there's only one weapon that can do that, and that's a nuclear weapon. And that's a construction nuclear weapon. So obviously the, the people that they're looking for that they say was a nitrate explosive that did the damage, they're, they're lying 100% folks. The people they have in custody probably didn't do the crime. As a matter of fact, I have reason to believe that that very same group did do other crimes. They killed, I believe, a Jewish rabbi in New York, and maybe this is some kind of scapegoat problem. But I'm not sure about that. However, I want to further mention that with the last explosion in Oklahoma City, they also say Basically, it was a, nit a nitrated or, or fertilizer bomb that did it a whole truck full. First, they came out with the information and said it was 1,000 pounds. Then it was 1,500. Then it was 2,000. Then it was 3,000. Then it was 4,000. Now it's 20,000. Well, by the way, you can't put 20,000 pounds in the rider truck, can you? Now, 
I've never mixed explosives per se. I know the chemical structure and the application of construction value explosives. I earned a reputation. I helped hollow out over 13 deep-underground military bases in the United States. I worked on the Malta Project. I worked on West Germany on its uh, military bases, and Spain on its, and Italy on its. I can tell you from very sure experience, a nitrate explosive wouldn't have hardly shattered the windows of that building. It would maybe have knocked the facing off. It would kill a few people. Uh, maybe as well as 20 to 30 people tops, but it would never have done that kind of damage. I believe I've been lied to this as a member of good standing of these United States, and I'm not taking it any longer. So I'm telling you that you've been lied to. How many people are in this room? You've all been lied to, lock, stock, and barrel, and I do believe if we all get up and say, we've had enough, we want the truth, and if we're not going to get the truth, we want you to step down. If you won't step down, then I do believe our founding fathers told us and learned us that a federal government structure out of control is totalitarian slavery, and I do believe that we have to do something about it. Now, that's pretty serious, hard down-to-earth talk. But I don't see any way we're going to get around it. I don't perceive at the present time that we have more than six months of country life left in these beautiful United States. The present rate. Right now, the so-called Patriot Movement, which has been given a stinging blow by Janet Reno. Well, by the way, I want to tell you something about Janet Reno. Janet Reno cheated her way through law school like Bill Clinton did. It's cruel. It's on the public record. Janet Reno is a confirmed lesbian. I don't believe, I believe there are a lot of wonderful women that would make a great Attorney General of these United States. They're far more educated. They're far more moral than she is. I would, I would hate to think how we are being hoodwinked by such evil people. We are the laughing stock of the world, and I do believe I can qualify myself by saying I'm a tired American and I'm now speaking out. I think we can do better. I think these people of these United States, mostly older people above the age of 45, are now seriously worried about their own future. Now I'm give you a run by some scenarios here that are scary indeed. The United Nations is a world dictatorship body, period, plain and simple. It housed in the United States. By the way, some years ago there was an interesting thing that happened. The United Nations sent the Uncle Sam, in quote Uncle Sam, a bill for eight billion dollars. So the Uncle Sam, the federal government, sent the United Nations a bill for two hundred billion dollars. They haven't paid one nickel of rent on prime real estate in New York City. They have special trains that show all these diplomats. One of my best friends' wives 
and her two little boys was killed by a drunken diplomat from Kuwait. Oh, by the way, nothing. Our law, by the way, has no effect. I'll tell you another thing. Military law on military reservations has no effect. Public law on military reservations has no effect. So once again, our, our wonderful, beautiful, thin sheet of paper called the United States Constitution and another nice thin sheet of paper called our Bill of Rights has been trampled on beyond repair. We have to stand up and say, this is enough, and your, you as elected officials are going to obey the Constitution of these United States. Number one, by first limiting the amount of your service to our federal government. Like one term, one ping only, as the Navy would say, one ping only. By the way, one term is plenty. Because if you're an evil person, one term you can do a lot of harm. If you're a good person, you can do a lot of good. Two ways of looking at it. Our elected government officials have sidestepped the whole thing and says, well, uh, with so-called contracted America. Let me run this scenario by you, folks. Contracted America is the exact terminology that Adolf Hitler used to subvert his people in 1931. I believe we're not of that same caliber. I believe we can do better. Another, the contract with America is a last-ditch effort by our federal government structure to tear away the Constitution of these United States and the Declaration and the Bill of Rights. A Declaration and the Bill of Rights. Under. Reading these wonderful pieces of paper that were somehow have protected us from economic and other forms of slavery. I doubt if there's more than 50 people in this room, including me, I have to say, has not seriously read the U.S. Constitution. That's a national disgrace. I'm beginning. I picked up a book out of a, out of a library and I photocopied it. I'm reading it extensively. Our founding fathers separated church and state, not legislate any form of judgeship or judge body to say that we cannot pray either in a school, on federal government property. And by the way, you cannot pray on federal government property. If you did so, you're in violation of federal government standards and laws. And you can be guilty of a $100,000 fine and 20 years in prison. I didn't leave people that are now in charge are atheists. And if they are not atheists, what are they? I think we can do better. Another thing I want to blow by your ears is the fact that a lot of you have probably seen in different areas black helicopters. There's over 64,000 black helicopters in these United States. For every hour that goes by, there's one being built. Is that the proper use of our tax money? I don't believe so. 
What in the heck does the federal government need 64,000 tactical helicopters for if they are not trying to enslave us? I doubt the entire military government structure needs 64,000. Worldwide. Supposedly over 230 countries. I doubt all the world needs that many helicopters. Shell aircraft, for instance. The F-117 there's 157 of the signs of guns going around. You know their sole purpose is? We're all loaded with LIDAR, L-I-D-A-R, and SEER, Computer Enhanced Imaging Radar. They can fly over your house, they can see you walking from room to room. They can tell you've got an old antique rifle on your mattress. They can see objects in the house with a variation, not with a variation limit and capability of one inch to 30,000 miles. That's how accurate this is. Is this the proper use of our tax money? I would say not. Now, I worked in the federal government for a long time. I know exactly how these people handled their business. Every time I did a job, worked in a federal government installation, I was given a battery of 17 psychological and eight other forms of tests. First of all, we're supposed to be the militia, but somehow up jumps the Brady Bill and other evil bills like I don't agree crazy people should be shooting firearms, but on the other hand, I do believe in vigilance. And vigilance is guided by a good spirit who knows the difference between right and wrong. Who loves God, who loves talking to God, regardless of what religion we are, and by the way, there's a lot probably in this room, there's at least a dozen different kinds of religions. I might be wrong. But I'll tell you, they're all good. God doesn't respect what religion you belong to, contrary to what you may have been told. I can tell you, though, that if we are to allow the atheist federal government structure to enslave us, we won't have this opportunity any longer. We have to do something about it. How are we going to do something about it? Well, some of us are attorneys in this room, perhaps, maybe one or two of us. Maybe somebody works for an attorney. Maybe somebody knows somebody who is a good attorney. And I know that seems like a hard number to come up with, but there's there are a few of them out there. Maybe somebody knows a senator or a congressman or has had help by such. There's one outstanding in Oregon, his name is Mark Hassett. That man helped me fight the federal government. See, my father left me these pictures of what he took to the King Island. Operation Frost. And I'm going to have this one out on the table. It's the original. I'll ask you please carefully handle it. Try not to put too many fingerprints on it. Right over here, right over here, and I'll point to it. And I'll point to it. <laughs> hey, that's okay. It's a structure that's an unidentified flying object. This was taken to 12th of July 1946. 
federal government at that time knew all about flying saucers, what they were and what their agenda was, and how they wanted to control us by world domination. Without question, they know that. That's KLR. Tom Bailey is our second speaker. He worked in a very secretive government operation called the Philadelphia Experiment. Well, so did my father, by the way, and I didn't know this until on his deathbed. And I now have the picture proof of it. Also, I have a picture of a supposed non-human alien called Val Thor that worked for the Pentagon. He still works for the Pentagon. In 58 years, he has not changed. He still looks young. Something's wrong. Uh, I don't know if he's doing it under the rest or what, but evidently he's still there. So I don't know what kind of alien he is. He's about a few inches shy of eight feet tall. He's very bright. He's worked in the Department of Defense in the Pentagon for I believe 58 or 56 years, long as two figures. Don't tell me, folks. Don't tell me, federal government that this isn't so, that when we see something in the, in the night sky that doesn't add up to an aircraft, that it's a weather balloon, or that we're mistaken, or I'm crazy, or we're crazy, because it's not. You've been lied to, you've been cheated, you've been stolen from, you've been cheated by your public officials, and I think it's time that we not only realize this, but it's time that other people form cells and start talking about this vigorously. If, say, only five people in this room are doing what I'm doing, and I can't imagine, just five people have one talk in one year to a group of people like this. In six short months, we could reach 10 million people. That's a formidable one. But if I'm just the only one out there talking, it's never going to do it. Right now, before the U.S. Senate, is an anti-terrorist bill. This anti-terrorist bill, by the way, is going to kill the United States Constitution of All Rights by number one. Number one, it will take away, first of all, it will arm the federal government police force. First of all, I think the federal government's got enough police. There's 1,719,000 federal police officers in these United States. That is more that was in, that was in either Germany in during World War II or Russia under Stalin and Beria. Now, the present moment in time, Seven weeks ago, Nellis Air Force Base, and a year and about a month ago, about 13 months ago, because I was there at that time, we entertained the United Nations and the Russians and showed them Area 51, which is supposed to be our most secret military base. What is going on, folks? Tell what's going on. We're being sold down the river. We've got to do something about it, otherwise we will not see this country go on as the United States. And I don't think we'll see it go on for a year. I'm saying I don't, I don't believe I will see it 
go on as a country in six months at present. Because if the federal government has created the World Trade Center bombing and the bombing in Oklahoma City, which is extremely tragic as it killed probably 40 or 50 children. And by the way, I have absolutely no use for a person that hates children. Our Attorney General, Janet Reno, hates children. She hates men, she hates everything but maybe her own kind. And by the way, if anything is outer space alien, it's her. Well, Bill Clinton is just another big liar out there. But Janet Reno, I can't forgive her for what she's done. She's done more as an as as a singular intergovernmental official to destroy this country than any other individual. Uh, I believe since the great traitor during the Revolutionary War, what was his name? Uh, oh, I'm trying to think. What? Benedict Arnold, there we go. Probably find out she's probably just in relation of some sort. You know, what can we tell our government, trusted government officials? I don't know how rare those are. They're an endangered species. Well, they can first start by make, getting a bill going that requires all government officials to register. I mean, they're going to ask us to register their, uh, our guns and our rights. They have to register their rights. They can register their rights and their guns and their legislative ability through one kind of referendum, number one being they can limit the amount of years that they're in office. If they cannot do this, by the way, if a contract with America, by the way, is really a contract, and all the politicians, or the Republicans, or Democrats, or whatever you want to call them, to me that's just a label, they left one thing out of a contract. Say you uh, uh, buy a car, or buy a house, or buy something on time. And uh, it's got ten parts to the contract. And one is scratched out after you sign the contract. By the way, it's known and void. You don't own anything. You may even be able to keep the property. By the way, contract with America is not only illegal, but it's asking us to change the bargain. The only, only damn people that, only damn things that change the bargain is damn outer space aliens, etc., etc., and evil people. I think we can do that. Now, another thing we can do is require all politicians basically to accept no PAC money of any kind and accept no money from a salary and that all government officials be basically put on kind of like a selective service. Everybody has to serve in some part of a government structure to some degree. And so voluntary thing, and if you've done right, you get paid for it. 
And if you're not doing right, then there are other ways to to, to make sure that uh, that you, you will be punished accordingly. We had these kind of things if we were prudent, if we thought everything out, if we, because I'll tell you, the only thing that doesn't need changing in any way, shape, or form are the two pieces of paper, one the Bill of Rights and one the United States Constitution. Those two thin sheets of paper have kept us from totalitarian slavery, or worse, for over 200 years. And now they're being seriously threatened by a minority few people who want to reign over us who want to kill us all, who want to cause us great bodily harm. You realize, in my field, I couldn't even, if I saw something wrong, and I did many times, I, I had no way to blow a whistle. That's not what our founding fathers taught That's not what they laid down in sacred writing, almost sacred writing, I might want to add. We can do better. If we are really the government, if we are really the militia, then we have to stand up and we have to make ourselves known that this will not be tolerated in any way, shape, or form and will cease and desist. And if we are challenged, then so be it. Then we are challenged. And I guess the actions of us will be rather appropriate. How you judging from this crowd? I'm laying down my life by talking about secret things. But I took an oath of secrecy and said that if I broke that oath of secrecy, I am guilty of espionage. I am called a traitor by my own government for blowing the whistle. That's not only a disgrace, but it's an outrage. And has ramifications on everyone in this room. And I think we can do better. Now I've talked about a number of topics that are rather controversial. But I don't think I've talked about too much about why we're being enslaved. If you remember, there's always been a nice convenient war. If it wasn't World War One, it was World War II. If it wasn't World War II, it was Korea. If it wasn't Korea, it was Vietnam. So it's been a convenient war. When we've gotten a little bit too smart, folks, there's been a war to wipe out the good people that would take over and run our country. Then there's, there's a lot of times that we're going to have to face some very serious consequences. What we call patriot movements in this country are being singled out for war crimes against humanity, and I happen to think there are a few people in these groups that are crazy, but I would say they're an extreme minority. Probably less than one hundredth of one percent, or one ten thousandth of the whole. Janet Reno has us believing that all of the people that are in patriot groups are responsible for inflaming the populace for doing other crimes against humanity, like killing children, innocent children, regardless of race. The unspeakable thing that happened in Oklahoma City is a wake-up call. 
If we do nothing, if we decide to stop our gut, say, well, I don't have to do anything today. I can watch uh, this show on TV or that show on TV. I don't have to talk about all that Bill Schneider or Al Bielik or some other person talk about rights or some other person talk about it. Let them do it. If we act this way, folks, we're not going to be around very long. If you got rights out there, you might as well start enjoying them like you've never enjoyed them before because pretty soon we're not going to have them. We have a wonderful freedom of movement. Driving down the road, you don't have to show your ID. Slowly, that's changing. There's legislation right now in the United States Congress. Any person that has worked for the federal government has to have special identification. Still legal. It's an outrage. And I've already drawn the line and put stamp and put my foot down and I say, enough is enough, I've had enough. And I think we can do better. I know we can do better. So I'm asking you out of this entire group, how many hundred people there are, 150 or so? Five of us. Five small people gathered together and start preaching the good things about America to whatever group size it is, as long as more than yourself. Try a group of, say, 10 or 15. I think most of us have 10 or 15 people we know, friends, whatnot. And 10 people did it in this room. We reached double that figure. We reached 20 million or more. Thank you, what? What do we have to do? We have to stockpile weapons and all these other kinds of things. The trouble is with revolutions, they always end up killing the wrong people. Unfortunately, it's starting to look like that might have to be the only scenario to get these parasites off our back. And I'm telling you folks, they are parasites of the first water. They're only out for their own self-gain. And by they, I'm talking about your government officials. No, there's some that are good. There's some that are honest. There's some that are forthright, that love God. That love the Constitution and Bill of Rights. Another wonderful works by our founding fathers. But they're few and far between. In the House of Representatives of the United States Senate, there is not one politician that is not an attorney. There is something wrong there, folks. During Abraham Lincoln's time, I know that's a long time ago, 130 years ago, probably. Yeah. It was an honor beyond medals and glory to serve in the United States Senate or United in the House of Representatives. There was actually only about eight total senators and House of Representatives people that were attorneys. The rest of them were common folks like you and like me. But we've been let down the wrong path, folks. We sit here and do nothing. 
are not going to have any freedom, and it's not going to take very long. At this rate of speed, the way things are going, what's going to be the next scenario? Is going to be another bombing somewhere? First it was a trade center bombing in New York City. Then it was metal, homegrown America, killing children, innocent people on their way to work, or the elderly people in the Social Security office and whatnot. How come the AARP isn't talking about the 61 older people that bet the dust in the Social Security office and the other federal government that was seeking? Some of them in the Internal Revenue Service and other kinds of... By the way, that's another thing. The IRS, there's nothing legal about the IRS at all. By the way, do you realize I was reading the Oregonian newspaper 10 days ago. President Clinton has authorized the U.S. Mint to print the new money. They've already printed about $3 billion of it. You travel overseas, you get this pink looking thing with a picture of a president on it, and a similar thing that the insignia is a little off center. Down that way. On either side of this bill is the UPC strike. Now, I don't believe in having the mark in my hand or in my forehead like the Bible talks. But it's coming, folks, if we do nothing. It's coming as sure as I'm standing here telling you, telling you to. And it's probably going to be here in less than two years. We do nothing. And this, I'm actually downplaying it. It could be a lot sooner. Federal government right now, with our high tech, has invented an earthquake device. I have reason to believe that the earthquake in Kobe, Japan, by the way, I'm a geologist. I know exactly what I'm talking about. There was no pulse in the pulse wave. There's supposed to be a pulse wave in any earthquake. There was none in the Kobe, Japan earthquake. None. In 1989, in and around uh, San Francisco, there was an earthquake. There was no pulse or pulse wave. That is a Tesla device. Nikola Tesla invented it. And he did it not out of evil, but he was trying to make a device that could be accurately used to, for construction of building with buildings and that kind of thing. It's been taken for evil, though. Guaranteed. I want you to know that the black budget programs throughout these United States have subverted science as we know it. What's AIDS, for instance? I'll tell you what AIDS is. AIDS was invented by the National Ordnance Laboratory in Chicago, Illinois, in 1972. It was a biological weapon used against the people of these United States. The reason I know this, I have seen the documentation by the Office of Strategic Services, which, by the way, is still in operation to this day, through the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia. They used the glandular excretions of animals, as well as humans, as well as outer space aliens, 
say something about these outer space aliens. They're more. They can be shot dead just like you and I can, but I'll tell you one thing. There are bad news in the worst order. We have absolutely no defense against their germs. None. They're a biological weapon of terrible consequence. I advocate that every alien on this planet, good or bad, if they're good they have, or bad, they have to be isolated. They are a biological weapon. Saddam Hussein and other people have killed three and a half million Kurdish people with a similar biological weapon. Do we as people of this planet preserve this? No, we don't. But we're not doing anything about it. And every every moment that we waste, every moment that we don't blurt out and we say we've had enough, that we deserve better, that we're going to get better, we're doing other people in this planet in different countries a great disservice. Right now I'm dying of cancer related to the work that I did for the federal government. I might live six months, I might not. And I'm not. I'll tell you one thing. I keep speaking out the way I am. Maybe God will give me the life to talk my head off. I will break every law that it takes to talk my head off. I love my country and its people more than my life. Eleven of my best friends in the last 22 years have been murdered. Eight of them are suicide. I finally got wind of one of them. Portland Police is now involved in one of them. It's not going to mention names. For a grand jury. Including the medical examiner's office. Murdered by suicide involved. My friend Ronald Lee Rummel is an Air Force officer, is a Silver Star winner, is a patriot, murdered, because he started speaking out about unidentified flying objects while being still employed as a member of the United States Air Force. How was he murdered? He was drugged, his jaw was broken.